Ah, Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grandma of Talking, delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic. Brought to you lovingly... <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your host, Riley, who is the one who was coughing and also saying the intro, Jake. Hey, that's me. And Jasmine. Highly, oh, hello. <laughs> highly, Hi-lio. hello, hello. Highly, hello. Highly, hello. Highly, 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 hello. Deli meat curated, highly, hello. It's been a it's while. It's been a bit. It's been a bit. We don't even remember how to say highly. I mean, hello. <laughs> highly, hello. Hello. Okay. Well, let's end the podcast. Yep. I enjoyed that highly, hello a that lot. That was good. And on a high note. Uh no, we're back. We're back. We took a week off. We took a week off. Kind of on accident. Kind of on accident. I, like oh crap, we ran out. Yeah, we ran out of episodes, and we could have recorded on Discord, but mainly I shut it down real fast because yeah. I'm like I don't want to do it again on Discord, <laughs> and also I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. But you know why I didn't want to do it? Because here I have a guess. Okay. Because your computer is dumb. Well, that was partly it, but oh. no, it was mainly because I was just so excited to record in person again, Aww. and I was like, I don't want to do this again until I can look at their faces, and I purposefully set this up so that I can look at both your faces <laughs> across the yes. table. He has a complex system of mirrors <laughs> located at angles of, in front of each one of his eyes. It always looked like their faces are looking are like right next to each other. Yes. For me. It's like a Mad Magazine cover. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I think we should start. Why telling them what we're doing this episode? Oh no, I was going to say we should start. No, I think we should start because it's been a, a while. Yeah. What if we just caught up with where we're at with the wars? Okay. Oh. In three words or less. No. Yeah. Oh, because I wanted to talk about my last Jedi. <laughs> okay. I like Star. I like wars. I miss wars. Okay. Good. We did it. <laughs> we did it. And now we what did we learn? More detail. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what did you mean by I like stars, Riley? Get into more detail. Well, I only had three words, so I couldn't say I like Star Wars. Oh, no, so, I understand. Yeah, I had to I had to stop at Star, but then I'm like, just so people know, it's not just one. I like them all. I put an S on there. You're going to be the first one to like them all. Mm, <laughs> that's a Star Wars reference. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a reference to the stars. Riley, what have you been doing with the stars recently? <laughs> um... It's a good question. Not much, I guess. I did yeah. rot- watch Rogue One recently. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What'd you think? It's a good movie. <laughs> it is good. That's it? a good movie that I like and enjoy. Any new takeaways? Uh, did you think, you know what? They really did Rogue One by the end of that movie. My only takeaway was that I think if you have a problem, Jake, <laughs> yes, with them... Uh, ham-fistedly naming Han Han Solo in the movie Solo a Star Wars story uh-huh. because you're like oh you're by yourself Han Solo then you should also have a prob- problem with them naming Rogue One the way they do like I Rogue do. Squadron I've talked about it on the show okay well good now you're consistently bad <laughs> I, I've always been consistently bad I take offense to any that's the only thing the like, uh, uh, I, Rogue One just gets What's better What's your call sign? Uh, Rogue? Rogue One Yeah it's bad Rogue One? I like the Solo one better. I think they do it better in Solo than they do in Rogue One. 
Yeah, he's no. shaking his head, but he agrees. This with should the be inside. a video podcast <laughs> where you can look at my heart and see that I am agreeing with him on the inside. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, but other than that, no, no takeaways. Rogue One's a good movie. I love it very much. I get. I think I like it more every time I watch it. It's pretty great. Yeah, Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Do you like Star Wars? How you been warsing around? How you been warsing? Um. Well, I said I miss wars. Ah. Oh, so you haven't been warsing. So you haven't been warsing. Well, okay, listen. All I want to do right now is watch watch Clone Wars and Rebels, mm. and, and can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah, they took I Clone mean, Wars is gone. Though. I don't know why they would take it off Netflix. So mm. that you have to buy. So, yeah, but Disney they're Plus. just gonna put it on. I am gonna buy Disney Plus. Yeah. I I'm going. I am agreeing to that already. But now you're definitely gonna. Buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna buy. But even I want to watch it now, and I don't want to spend. It is 120 dollars now. Yeah. To pay seven dollars next month. No, yeah, when you put it like that, it doesn't make a lot of sense. No. <laughs> spoilers for like a month from now from you, but we are going to talk about Clone Wars, and it was a real pain in the butt that I couldn't go back and watch some episodes Seriously. of Clone Wars. You're telling me I've never seen the whole it. show. Yeah, oh that God. is a problem. Yeah. You need to do that when it comes out. Yeah. It's, it, maybe not the whole show. It's worth skipping through. Of course. And watching a lot of episodes. I've skipped through and watched a lot of episodes. That's worth doing It's that. just not been recently, so I don't yeah. remember a mm-hmm. lot of it. Yeah. Every time I start watching it again, I'm like, did I watch this? <laughs> like, and I've started the show like five times. They're like, oh, we're going to talk. I was about yep. to talk. We're going to talk Clone Wars later. That's, that's yeah, another time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's another time. Uh, yeah. So have you been playing Jedi Outcast? Because I know you got it for Switch. I didn't get it yet. Oh, okay. Jake got it. I've been playing it. Well, we yeah. already talked about it. It's I just fun with what? all the cheats, though. Yeah. Put all the cheats on. I didn't, it, it is fun cheats? with cheats. Ooh. Yeah, it's got it's a, an old can, school game with cheats, man, before they could microtransaction you for yeah. the cheats. You can, it, it's really great to turn on the cheats in the opening levels where you're not supposed to have the force and a lightsaber. <laughs> yes. And just, <laughs> I hope, you're way overpowered. I hope yes. that sold well and they just port every old Star Wars yeah. PC game to yeah. the Switch. Yeah. I know. Well, uh, Academy is supposed to come out like in April. Ooh. If they, so that's exciting. If they port. Kotor, Kotor Two. Mm-hmm. I bet you'd actually play him. I think Switch. you're right. Yeah, I think you I actually would, would on the Switch. Yeah, oh for sure. Yeah. Once it comes to Switch, mm-hmm. I get the itch. <laughs> <laughs> Switch off his social life because he'll be playing video games. Ah, we're back in it. <laughs> that we? was an Isaac. That sounded like an Isaac. One. I know. We were sometimes we still channel Isaac yeah, on this sometimes. show. Sometimes. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> well, nobody asked, but I was watching Star Wars this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I I really hadn't experienced anything Star Warsy so much in the interim between our last record, which is like over a month ago. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I should watch the Last Jedi, which I I started to watch this morning, and then I had to do some things. But I made a discovery <laughs> that I think is significant, and that some people would like to pretend isn't true. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the cue the music. I think it's just an accident. <laughs> the discovery music. Okay. Whatever the theme track to Star Trek Discovery, play that. Yeah, I'll play the theme track to Star Trek. The theme track to Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, okay, say your thing, and then we'll talk about it. Here's the thing, and I had never realized this before, and I don't think it's ever been brought up before. Mm -hmm. Ray, ever, no one, until this very moment. Hope you're sitting down, and I hope if you're driving, you pull off to the side of the road. And I hope you're sitting down if you're driving. Yeah, if you're sitting down, (laughs) stop standing at the wheel. Uh, Ray, let me start this way. So Luke calls Ray when they meet in the Jedi Library. Uh, He calls her Ray from nowhere. But prior to that point in the movie, Ray never tells him her name. Mm -hmm. Like when they 
when she first introduced herself, she just says, your sister Leia sent me. And then he says, who are you? And she's like, I know this place. And he mm-hmm. says again, where are you from? And she says, I'm from nowhere. And then he says, okay, Ray from nowhere. So he never knows her name. And yet he says her name. What kind of movie is this? Listen, here's what I'm going to say. For the record, greatest Star Wars movie of all time. Yeah. Uh, I don't... Now. I don't... Yeah, now it's ruined. Yeah, now it's mm-hmm. ruined. I, uh... He's obviously not using the force and he's not in her mind. Right. Because he's shut himself mm-hmm. off. Yeah. I think it's just as simple as There was probably a scene where There's probably <laughs> like when when uh Leia Leia, when Ray and Chewie storm into the little hut and he's like, Where's Han? and it cuts away to Kylo, and then the next time we see him there's someplace else. I'm just yeah, gonna in the intro. like Yeah. Yeah. Which apparently they thought it's not really that important. People will just know that he knows yeah. Ray's name, and apparently, it wasn't very important since you're the. Yeah. Since this is the first time I've ever heard anyone mention it. No one's ever really noticed that before. It's so the I first guess, time I've discovered. Something. I guess they were right that it wasn't really important. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of things that people took issue with, but that yeah. was not one of them. True, but now I've added to the to the fire. <laughs> Good, fandom menace, get in here. Oh no! Oh, no. Tell us about how it's the worst movie ever, because. Uh. Yeah, what a worthwhile pursuit <laughs> to dedicate your life to hating a movie. That came out two years ago. Yes. Yeah. Worth bringing up. Jasmine, anything to say about the fandom menace? So many, but... <laughs> Give us your top three. <laughs> oh, my God. I banned a full episode where we talk about them because I can't handle that I just, I just want to have a whole episode talking about I can't handle that them. much. I want to <laughs> read, read every single tweet. I want to get in every single Twitter war, but I don't because <laughs> I'm a wimp. <laughs> oh, don't say that about yourself. It's true, but don't say it. <laughs> no, that that would be fun. Is to like have an episode where we go through the worst Star Wars takes that we've seen on Twitter. Sounds like actual torture. It sounds like just what we do in our Discord. Yeah, yeah. Our, it's every, every time. I, every time I open Discord, it's torture. I, I've taken <laughs> a screenshot of a bad tweet <laughs> and put it in our behind the scenes. I've been Discord. doing that a lot lately, you know. Yeah, it's true. Uh, well, now that we've got that out of the way, let's talk about things we love. Just kidding. Like Black Spire. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's been new Star Wars books, and yeah. I'm excited because we're, we're about to get into the, the time where there are canonical, like, Journey to the Rise of Skywalker books coming out. Mm. Um, what it what, Rise of the Resistance, whatever, comes out yeah. next month. Which, that one looks interesting. That's mm-hmm. the probably the Star Wars book I've been most excited for, because mm-hmm. it's actually a canonical book. With Ray, Finn, Poe, and Rose and Kylo, it's like an actual. Say book. that five times yeah. fast. No, uh, but that's the first time that's happened, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was one Road to the Force Awa- or Yeah, Road to the Force Awakens book, which I had never read until recently. It was, um, it was about. There was one about Ray, wasn't there? But well, like- it was like it was broken up into um, three parts, and they were like. Um, little preludes for each of the characters so there's one for ray finn and poe that each took place like not too long before the movie started and it's pretty insubstantial Mm -hmm. but it was interesting to see finn in stormtrooper mode yeah and in that book it immediately contradicts what he says in the movie that the battle in jackie was his first battle because in that little book he's like a super amazing soldier who's been in many battles Wow, they're already ruining canon. Oh, they started oh out by Disney. ruining it. Disney. Disney. 
George never contradicted any previous. <laughs> this canon. would have never happened if George <laughs> Lucas was in charge. Gurge. Gurge. He definitely didn't retcon literally every one of my favorite things about <laughs> Kotor in the Clone Wars cartoon or anything. Yeah, that never happened. Never happened. Uh, but anyway, that's good. And then there's yeah. one called the Force Collector, which yeah uh, seems really weird. It's yeah, about like, like a guy on Jack Two. It's like it's like what is he walking around with like a little like a little bottle? Put the force in. Yes. Okay. I they're going to say a little force detector, like a metal detector. Oh, that would have been good too. <laughs> I just wanted to try not to laugh at what you were saying because you're leaning in so hard to the pit. Um. That, I have no idea what it means. No, I don't either. How does one collect the force? I mean, like, what if he had, like, a bottle that he was collecting the force? <laughs> That's a good idea. Well, the force oh, is man. in the midi-chlorians, you see. Oh, so he's getting So he's just blood. getting blood. <laughs> he, just, he works he's at a, a vampire. blood donation <laughs> office. He's <laughs> a vampire. Force vampire. Wow, our force vampire is just called force collectors <laughs> because they're sucking the midi-chlorians out. Wow, these are the things uh, we get into on this show. Yeah, Definitely. But the really important thing is that there have been Journey to Galaxy's Edge books. Oof. Journey to the theme park that you can only go to if you're rich. Yep. And uh, live near the area. Yep. Uh, Speaking of which, I just got a job at Target and I checked out a guy who literally was just like decked out in Galaxy's Edge stuff. Oh man, that guy had a trip. Planned. I was really mad. Did you uh, mug him on his way out? I tried. Good. Did, did you refuse? I did not try. <laughs> Don't fire me. <laughs> yeah, cut to your employer's office and they're listening to <laughs> this podcast. podcast with their finger on a button that will like lower you into a chamber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't care about Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> I'm glad it's I there. I care about it, and I want to go, but I don't want to hear about it if I can't. <laughs> I'd like to go. I don't really... Like, theme parks are not really my thing. Mm, like, I'll go when I can go. Yeah. Um, but the thought of books tying into the mythology of a theme park... Yeah. Even mm. for me... It seems... Who likes the Battlefront 2 tie-in <laughs> book... That's is true. ...is a little bit tough. But you know what? The Battlefront 2 tie-in book, there was never a moment where I'm like, oh, they're describing a mission in a game. It never felt like that. Yeah, she was never like, oh, so if I if I pick up a gun and hit the L2 button, I can aim. <laughs> right, yeah. It was never like, oh, I need, we need to get to the, we need to capture all of these control points <laughs> so that we can defeat the resistance. We need to pick up some back to tank so we can refill our health. <laughs> yeah. It was not like that. So no. you're saying, thankfully, if they were to write a theme park tie-in book, it would also not be no. It would definitely so not be blatantly like just right. an ad. If we had recorded this like a month and a half ago, I would have been very fired up. At this point, I'm just kind of tired and sad about this book. But I sounds like our show. But I do have all the <laughs> screenshots of when I was in Discord complaining about this book. So I read. I've, I've never seen Riley so mad about anything. It was it was pretty bad. I read mm -hmm. I read Black Spire. Black Spire, which is the Journey to Galaxy's Edge book written by Delilah S. Dawson. And it's time, of course, that we play the talk about the author theme. Play that theme. Everyone loves it. <laughs> the one that makes sense. <laughs> Now, these build all kinds of tensions for us. So what I try to do is go to my typewriter and many days experiment with words to find out what my tension is. Do I need to laugh or cry on a particular day? I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. All because you dared to put on paper 
You didn't even know the story was in you. But you go with it. Thanks, Ray. <laughs> Ray. Uh, Deborah. So, everybody loves Ray Bradbury. Romano. I would do it. I would I would watch that show. Everybody Everybody loves, loves Ray Bradbury. <laughs> um Okay, so Hey Ray Bradbury. We have covered a That was Robert. I I, I got it. I thought it was the mom. Um <laughs> I wish I could remember her name. It would Doris, be Bradbury. Doris Bradley. <laughs> no. Bradbury. <laughs> okay, let me talk about this book. Okay. This book was written by Delilah S. Dawson, who we have talked about before on the show with Phasma, our Phasma fame. Notoriously our very worst episode we've ever done of the podcast. You don't think that's our what do you think is worse than fa- our Phasma app? Uh good point. It's a bad one. That's not a great one. It's not a great app. Um, I liked Phasma more than Isaac and Jake did, but I still didn't love the book. I wanted it to be a lot more. Um, but I liked her style of writing more than Jake and Isaac did. And this book, I mm. think, is way better written than um, Phasma. Phasma? Was. Yes. Because mm. we talked about it during Phasma. She used a lot of um, cliche. Uh, yes. Cliches. Yeah, cliche, <laughs> cliches. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it would be like, it was dry as a bone. Yes. Her heart raced. And and we even talked about, like, it seemed like she probably didn't have a whole lot of time to Literally, write Literally, she used the number one cliche that, like, any writer yes. will tell you not to use, which is, like, she ran like mad. And, and we both follow her on Twitter, and she tweets out, like, great tips for aspiring writers all the time. Yeah. She like, knows what she's talking about. Her blog is one of my favorite yes. things. And so we just assumed she probably didn't have much time to write Phasma, whatever. This book, I, I feel like she had a lot more time to go back through and edit and re-edit and, like, well, that's make this. Good. So it's it's well-written. And that's probably the last good thing I can say about it <laughs> because it is so clearly just an advertisement for Galaxy's Edge that it's like it's painfully obvious from the very beginning of this book that it's an advertisement for Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. And uh, let me just look through some of my notes here about like And it's so you, uh, and you you're saying this because it's to the detriment of any actual like yes. story development. Yes. And and when and it it, it Detriment is the the correct word because even when there is like a good story development, like I'll get to the end of this book, there will be spoilers for this book. Not that there's much to spoil because it's really just an ad. <laughs> yeah. But like the one great like character building moment comes at the end of this book, and I was like, I was like, okay, I actually like I'm getting into it in the last twenty mm. fifty pages, something like that, and then it just it completely <laughs> that she, that she it's not her fault i'm sure this is all like mandated but it completely gets its legs cut out from under it by the epilogue of this book and it made me the epilogue of this book made me so angry so some of my notes um the beginning was just the beginning was just talking about black the black spire outpost and like lots of cool things that you could see there and the basically, so the Black Spire Outpost, this is where Galaxy's Edge is located, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the whole, that's like the, the background of all of Galaxy's Edge. You're okay. going through the Black Spire on Outpost. On Batu. On Batu, yes. Um, so. Hey, what about Bat 1? Hey. So, okay, the best part of, of Phasma. Right. Mm-hmm. Was Vi and Cardinal. Correct. It was the story that was going on, uh, like, present day you had this Vi Marathi who's a resistance spy and Cardinal who was like Phasma except he wore red armor 
and they were kind of locked in like this battle, not yeah, a physical the, battle, but the like, framing device of the whole book was like Cardinal has captured Vi, who's a resistance member. He has her like in a torture chair, and he's trying to get information about Phasma. Yeah. So the story about Phasma is told via flashback. Yeah. Via Vi. 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 Is that what she's called? Vi. Yes. Vi. Ah, uh, Marai. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And that was undoubtedly the best part of the book. Yeah, by the end of it, mm-hmm. I, I was wanting to skip past the Phasma parts and just read just the get Vi back and to Vi. Stuff. And, and that book ends with Vi convincing Cardinal to join the Resistance, or at least to leave the First Order, and they escape. He gets like beat up by Phasma. Yeah, he. But Vi rescues him and leaves. And he's in a pretty. Ship. He's almost dead. For all, yeah. he's like really, really beat up. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this book starts with him kind of in recovery from that. Okay. So it takes place just like months after phasma and it starts with them like their relationship is still good but he's not like convinced he wants to join the resistance he just knew he had to get away from the first order he's like crippled he can barely walk he has to use a cane to walk around and everything so he's never gonna like the doctors say you're probably never gonna be in the shape you were before you're not gonna fight and then so like you get some interesting stuff with him and vi in the beginning and then leia comes in and is like Vi, we need to send you on another mission. We need a new outpost. We need you to to find us someplace. Because then it skips past um, The Last Jedi. It talks sort of about what Vi was doing in The Last Jedi and stuff like that. Oh, why we didn't see her. In the why movie. we didn't see her. And then, so then was she doing anything up. with Snap Wexley, by the way? No, he's not in this book. Oh, I want to see that plot hole figure uh, out. I know, where is Snap? Wherever Vi was, I guess. <laughs> but then it cuts to after The Last Jedi and Leia's like, we need to find a new base. Our, our old base just got blown up, you know, and we don't have anywhere to go. First Order is going to find us. So she is sent to Batuu to set up a, re- a resistance outpost on Batuu. Yeah. And Which makes me think, like, hey, what about Bat-1? Yeah, you said that earlier, and I heard <laughs> <Did> it. I, <laughs> I kind of skipped over it. Sorry, sorry, I won't say it again. <laughs> Bat-3, that would have been funny. <laughs> Um, you always got to punch up in comedy, not punch down, Jake. <laughs> Call that so, uh, that SNL guy. <laughs> no one is ever going to remember his name again. Yep, I've already forgotten <laughs> it. That happened like one week ago. So, in this book, a big deal is made out made about Vi knitting hats and scarves, and a big deal is made about Cardinal being like good at whittling. He like whittles little trinkets oh and God. stuff, and they. And one of the ways they make money is they sell those things to the outpost, to people at the outpost. So that is like all throughout the book. So there's a section where they're just sitting around knitting and whittling to sell them? Yes. Jake, this is a thing that happens in this book. That's fine, but not in a book. No, it's not exciting to read. They do mention in Phasma that Vi likes to knit, but there's not a segment where it's like, let us stop all action so I can knit. They they end up crash landing on (laughs) Batuu, not Bat 3 or Bat 1, and... We're back four. I know you were thinking it. I know you were thinking it. But um, they crash land on Batu, and they they have no money. All their money's gone. Their stuff gets stolen. So they have to make money somehow. So they start. And like, thankfully, she finds a ball of yarn. Yeah, she oh gets some God. yarn. Well, no, me, it's like it's let me tell you from personal experience, that is not a very fruitful. No, <laughs> guys, yeah, don't worry. Don't this. worry. This book like explains that she has to go into town and buy yarn so that the she then can use that yarn and sell it at a higher price so that they can start making. This book does stuff like that. It's terrible. Uh-huh. What um, you're missing is me and Jasmine's eyes bugging out of our yeah. heads as you said that. So, so it's bad. 
So Cardinal's with her then on, on Cardinal's that too, with, yeah, she, she, yeah, and they, they get this droid, which is kind of just like, I guess. You if, have to have a fun droid. Yeah, but he's not fun. It's oh. like if Alan Rickman was a droid, but also a real big jerk. But not the droid from Rebels. But not the droid from Rebels. No, this droid's like kind of a big jerk, but he's like a big hulking construction droid because he's mm. there to build the base like he's going to be the one who would build the base let me ask so that's kind of cool let me ask you in the um in the sections where they're knitting and whittling <laughs> is there anything where it's like like they're like sitting around a fire and they're both working on their little hobbies and like cardinals whittling away and he's he's making like a little weapon he's like you know when i'm whittling away at this wood it's like i'm whittling away at my pain and she's like, you know what? When I'm knitting things together, it's like me patching up all the mistakes I've made. In my pa- is there anything like try no. to build any kind? Of- oh, okay. oh, what about not, them not even a little bit. talking <laughs> like back and forth, like tossing out Etsy names for their shops? <laughs> I wish that would make it better, probably. <laughs> like bat three, <laughs> like bat three. <laughs> no, they they there's no character building with that kind of stuff. It's oh, just, that makes it's, sense. It's just there, like letting you know that. Listen, when you go to Galaxy's Edge, you're going to be able to buy a scarf by Vi uh, and a little trinket by, by Cardinal. I hope that there is a tag on that says scarves by Vi. I'm sure it will. Oh. Because all this stuff is in, in character. Like, all this stuff is in character. You can't buy, like, Mickey Mouse ears at Galaxy's Edge. Right. It's all going to be, like, in character gifts. So, <laughs> What if Cardinal takes off his helmet and he had Mickey Mouse ears, basically? <laughs> Cardinal is definitely the most interesting part of this book. because That makes me happy. He's very much struggling. Well, wait for the end. Oh. He's very much struggling with his identity at this point and not only his identity not only only did he lose his family that he's he was raised by because he was raised from as a child in the in the uh, first order but he's also struggling with the fact that he lost pretty much all of his physical ability oh so he's he feels like he can't he feels like he's nothing at this point because he was basically second only to phasma yeah exactly yeah when it came to the stormtroopers he was second in charge after phasma Sometimes he used to be number one, and then Phasma replaced him, which is why he had it out for Phasma right. in the first place. But like, yeah, so now he feels like he's just nothing. So all the cool character moments—not all, but most of the cool character moments—come with Cardinal, um, because the rest Vi is always just there to go like, "Wow, I can't believe this restaurant sells sells Ronto burgers." Uh-huh. <laughs> That's Gamedi. a real thing. I don't like. That. Um, so the first part of this book. It immediately ruins things because it says that Cardinal has to stay at the camp. Cardinal like never leaves the camp because he's injured and he can't make the journey into Boo. into Black Spire Outpost. So the very first time she goes to the outpost, she has to run into some random character that we've never met before who's just like this suspiciously nice girl who just like helps her out. <laughs> And oh, it's, no. it's weird because like that she does like you're expecting a betrayal, but no, she's just like this really nice tour guide of Black oh, Spire Outpost, no. and they literally go from like shop to shop, and they're like, and they describe and they're like they get to the shop where you can buy your lightsaber, and they're like uh, this guy, you know, he sells lots of things, but rumor like the girls like rumors are that you know he he deals in like force artifacts and stuff like that, so maybe he's the force collector, maybe he's the first force collector, <laughs> but like. It, every place they go to, they're like, oh, let's go to Oga's Cantina. This is where you can get this kind of drink. And Vi's like, oh, I think I'll have this one. And, like, names a drink that's in the actual Galaxy's Edge Cantina. God. And oh, and it is so clearly an ad. And, again, I, I don't want to dog on Delilah S. Dawson because I think she did as good as she could with what she was given. But, like, 
she so clearly had like a 50 page manuscript when she was <laughs> writing this we're like right. don't forget you have to include Oga's Cantina and the drinks that you can buy there and stuff like that on and one it's just hand, so disappointing. I'm charmed by the idea of this book. On the other hand, I'm infuriated by it. <laughs> it's, it's. I like the idea of having some. Here's what I would have liked: is if it was a like more of like a a tome. I can't think of what um, those books are called, where it's all like collections of correspondence and letters yeah. and like newspaper clippings and stuff. But this should have something... been a visual dictionary. If it was something like yeah. that, and it was like, oh, here's this like ancient uh, correspondence between these two aliens, it's them talking about starting a restaurant, or like if it was more mm-hmm. um, in universe yeah. storytelling as opposed to like, yeah. here's a story of a girl who had to go on a tour of a theme park, and yeah. then presumably yeah, something the, happens. Mm-hmm. The the story takes a complete backseat to the <laughs> to the touristy parts. Like and and there are times where it's like I was reading. I'm like, you know what? I do kind of want to see that at Galaxy's Edge. Like, ah, oh, well, there you go. It, it kind of worked on you some because the part where they're talking about where you go get the Ronto burgers, <laughs> it says that they the grill for that is just like a repurposed pod racer engine. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that does sound good. I'm like, that's kind of cool. I want to see a burger <laughs> grilled over a pod racer engine. That seems kind of cool. I but like, like in that. the back of my head, I can't get out of my mind. That I'm like, okay, this is just an advertisement. As much as. We hated Canto Bite. It kind of sounds like that book was a better yeah. version of what this book Yeah, that was been. at least like an anthology of stories that took yes. place yeah. on a planet. And the stories were not trying to uh, get you to buy something. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you can't like, actually go to Canto <laughs> Bite. <laughs> Sadly, yet. Oh, man. Maybe. That would be actually really great. They That's like their Canto Epcot Bite. Center. Yeah. That's like for adults, Galaxy's Edge, you yes. go to Canto Bite. <laughs> you know, have you heard like that a drink in Oga's Cantina is seriously like 30 to $40. Yeah, I have heard oh that. My That's God. insane. It's outrageous. Speaking I have adults. heard they're really great, though. <laughs> <laughs> adults with money, speaking of... Okay. My only source is Jenny Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. She's like a good source. That's a good source. Um. Okay. Let me find some other things. Do you have a passage, though? Because you took a lot of screenshots of the book. I No, I listened to it. I didn't take any screenshots of the book. I listened oh, but you to transcribed it, though. Did I? I'll find some. You, like, posted quotes, I remember, from the Discord. Just <laughs> okay, scroll so, back nine so months. So, one of the most ridiculous parts, the part that, like, at work I actually said something out loud. I'm like, oh, come on, when I heard it, <laughs> is when they're describing walking around that Black Spire outpost and they describe the smell from the popped grain carts, <laughs> which is just popcorn. Yeah. They just make popcorn that We're you can buy to, on the street. Getting close to hot chocolate made by Lando <laughs> yes. in the Thrawn trilogy. No, it's popped grain, Jake. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so the plot of the book. Oh, yeah. Not only she's, – she's trying to build a, a resistance base, but her secondary mandate from Leia is that she needs to – Kind trying to like garner uh, assistance for the resistance. Oh, so like recruit people. She's from trying to the recruit planet. people. Which, if you know anything about Galaxy's Edge, when you first get there, you choose the First Order or you choose the Resistance. And oh. your goal as a person walking around Galaxy's Edge is to help with recruitment. So like when you have your phone out and you're scanning different words mm-hmm. and you're like getting points on your app and everything like that, it is all like trying to get uh, uh um get people to join the resistance and stuff like that. And that's literally the plot that she is going through. She is trying to get people to join the resistance. So she's just the character, like the person. She's just you going through Galaxy's Edge, uh, which is very annoying. You are Vimarati. Yeah, pretty much. 
it's it's got even like weird details like there's a food cart that's only there six months out of the year Mm. which like the way they focus on these little details i just have to assume that there is like a specific type of burger that you can only get there during like the summer months or something like that so that you can internally go oh i read about that in black spire but it's just like it's little things like that which have nothing to do with the plot they're not interesting, and all they're there for is is for you to go. Oh, now I know when I need to get there. I need to get there in March so that I can get this specific meal from this food, this vendor. Yeah. Um. So the worst, I, I don't, I don't want to talk about this thing forever. But the worst, good I do part of this book <laughs> is let me find my notes. So the the last like fifty pages of this book, she's recruited some people to help her. There's there's lots of in like okay characters in this book uh um, it sounds like a pretty thin plot this sounds like it's, a, it's the thinnest the of point plots. is walk around and like find yes. people to help you yes. out yes it's know. the thinnest of plots that is kind of like um, how phasma was though where it was like we need to get from point a to point b and then the story was just like the little things that happened but this is even less than that because they're not even they're going from point a to point a like they're not going <laughs> she's anywhere. just in one place she's just in one place because phasma felt like an rpg where yeah. like every chapter felt like a self-contained adventure almost yeah like in a totally new place with crazy characters. So this is just not that. Though. It's not that mm-hmm. at all. And the um, so the 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 best moment of this book comes in the last fifty pages, where it's all kind of coming to a climax. The resistance or the first order has shown up because they found out that Vi is there, which explains why the first order is in Galaxy's Edge, you guys. Oh. Um, because they weren't there before. Oh. <laughs> but. There's like this big long battle and like the resistance is kind of losing and she's getting like beaten up and captured by this main bad guy whose name I forget. Um, and up until this point, Walt Cardinal, who is now going by Archex, I forgot to say his name is now Archex. Yeah, that's not is, a good name. <laughs> not a good name, Archex. Or is it Archex? Maybe it's Archex. <laughs> I don't know if that's better. <laughs> Either one's very bad. Can I predict what happens? Please. Because the fact is, Arch, I yeah. think of an Arch villain, yeah. which is generally what that term is used for. Mm-hmm. Does he turn out to be bad all along? No, oh. he does not. Thankfully, he stays a good guy. But, okay, but he's Arch X. He, he is an X he's an Arch X. villain. Yes. That mm. is, like, I don't know how else you come up with that name. It's not yeah. a great name. So, he's been kind of useless the whole time. He can't do much. And at, near the end of this book, he... um everyone is like dying and doing like they're just all getting trashed by the first order and he got his hands on some old stormtrooper armor and painted it red Hmm. and got in the armor again and it's actually like a kind of cool moment because like once he is back in the armor he like gains his confidence back even though he's still hurt he just like it's like he pops a bunch of drugs (laughs) to hide the pain and he goes up and he fights this this bad guy who's been like their arch villain in this book. Okay. And it's someone that he grew up with in the first order. Arch so it was current. Like, yes. Arch, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he has like this great heroic moment where he gets to to beat them up. Nice. But part of their plan has to be it's a very convoluted plan where they have to just they have to make it seem like the resistance is gone and send the first order back without them knowing that the resistance is still there. Okay. It's very convoluted. But part of the plan involves blowing up uh, this space shuttle on its way back to the First Order Star Destroyer. 
Okay. And so they send the message. They say the resistance isn't, isn't there. They're gone. And then they have a bomb planted on it, and it blows up. And make it makes it look like a mechanical error. Dumb. So <laughs> <laughs> the only way to do it is that he ends up having to go on the ship and sacrifice himself for the resistance. And he's on the ship when it blows up, and he's presumably dead because I don't know how you could survive that. So they just do what they did in Wonder Woman with Chris Pine. Yeah, it's wow. pretty much that. That is literally what um, happens at the end of that movie. It, it is. It is. I will say it is well done in this because of everyone's reaction towards yeah. him. Because not everyone in her group knew that he was ex First Order, um. and they find out kind of near the end. It reminds me a lot of when Revan is revealed in mm. in Kotor, where you get that moment where like people are like. I don't trust you, but I know what you've been like since I've known you, and I'm going to keep following you, and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So you get that kind of good resolution with all the characters, and then he's he blows up, and he's dead, and everyone's sad. And I, I was sad, too, because it was, it was well done. And that's pretty much the end of the book. She reports back to Leia that, you know, they're safe and clear. They're building their, their base, and everyone won. It, it's, it's exciting. Next page. It's the epilogue. Okay. This is like three pages after he dies. It's the epilogue. Uh Uh-huh. And we're aboard some ship where Kylo is, and someone gives him a report, and they go like, oh, someone talked in Batu, and we found out that there is a resistance base there. Even though they just went through this whole plan, and oh Cardinal had to God. die to like keep this from coming out. In the epilogue, three pages later, it happens because then Kylo's like, let's send a battalion down there. Because when you go to Galaxy's Edge, there have to be stormtroopers walking right. around. There has to be the First Order there. So they completely – and this, is, this cannot be her fault. There's no way she wanted this epilogue where yeah. they completely – Invalidates immediately undo his sacrifice. Yes. This like the one truly good moment of the book is completely yeah. invalidated one second later by the epilogue because oh brother in Galaxy's Edge there has to be first order officers and Kylo has to be walking around and he's like I'll go investigate on Batu. Oh my god! So no, when you walk around down. Batu, you can run into Vi Marati and you can run into Kylo Ren, and it was infuriating because I'd finally gotten into the book at the end of this. I'm actually getting angry again. <laughs> I'd finally gotten into the now book. Now the episode again, but you're still angry. <laughs> I'd finally gotten into it. It's this great moment and then it's just like completely deflated. You just like pop the balloon yeah. and this is like, well, what was that? Why did I listen to that? And that's kind of how I felt at the end of that. I'm like, why did I listen to this book? Oh, it was brother. not worth it. And it's a shame because I think she did as good as she could with the material yeah. and it's just, you can't make a... I guess the lesson is you can't make a book that is written to get people to go to a theme park <laughs> yeah, and it make was, it good. Like, it was a little sad seeing, um, I mean, I don't want to like, listen, you got a right to eat when you're a writer, and yeah. if you get a job to write a Star Wars book, you're not going to say, no thanks, no, because, I don't think I want to do that. it may lead to something cool down yeah. the road, too. And, and she clearly did the best she could, but yeah. it's it, like, I feel bad f- that she had to write her sequel to Phasma in this way. Yeah. Because she, like, her tweet was like, reasons why you should buy Galaxy's Edge. It's sort of a sequel to Phasma. <laughs> Which it sort of is. And number two, <laughs> you get a great sense of what Galaxy's Edge will be like when you get yeah. there. It's like, imagine as a writer that your number two thing about why people should read your book is that it yeah. will convince people to spend yeah. money at a Disney theme park. Yeah. I'm hoping, it makes me a little sad. I'm hoping that because she played along, she gets to conclude a Vi trilogy and she yeah. gets to make another book that is not connected to anything. And that it's would just be really about nice. Vi Marathi. I would be into that because I like the character of Vi. In this book, she's kind of less than she is in Phasma because she's literally there to just have people explain to her what 
Black Spire outpost is like. Yeah. But she's still a good character, and she's I still in my like, fan fiction. Well, sweet. Oh. Yeah. I like her a lot, and, and I like Delilah S. Dawson, and I hope she gets another book. And it, people like this book because I see people. I know. I see people talk about this book and how they find mm. like they said like it's got a great heart, and I guess those things are in there. It's just I could never. It's really about family. I just could never, and I, I it's abstinence. Excuse you? What? <laughs> Forget that word. I can't Ostensibly? Say it. Yeah, that one. <laughs> it is about family. But it's just, I could never get past the the advertisement part. It's and hard people, to... Apparently people can get past it, and I'm glad that they can. I just could never stop seeing the... That's tough. <laughs> the I mean, pixels. like, there's already, like, when you're reading a Star Wars book, usually they're just, like, the tie-ins for the movies right now. Like, there's yeah. not a lot of your standalone books for fun. Right. And uh, so, like, you're automatically like, yes, this exists to promote a product or generate interest in a movie or whatever. But I can, like, turn that part of my brain off for whatever reason. Yeah. Because usually the Journey 2 books are really not that connected. Like, that yeah. Leia mm-hmm. book for The Last Jedi. Well, I guess there was two. There's Bloodline. And then there was Leia, Princess yeah. of Alderaan. And they both were just really good stories. And they happened to have world building in them. Like yeah. Haldo happened to be a character in the Leia book, but it, it's not something that if you yeah. didn't know that it was a tie in, you wouldn't be like, what is this distracting side yeah. plot that has nothing to do with anything? Even like Jasmine said, like Canto Bite, which none of us liked. Mm-hmm. Right. It wasn't like integral to the plot of The Last Jedi. It was just like, you might, if you look hard, you might see these characters. Yeah. Except right, for the yeah. one that I read, which got <laughs> yeah. cut from the movie. <laughs> yeah, so, it's just like, huh? so it's like, it doesn't even, you know, they just, yeah. And this was just, it's in, so intertwined with the concept of going to a theme park <laughs> that I don't think you could save it no matter how good of a writer you are. Yeah. So it's, anyway, don't recommend it. Not so great. on our patented rating scale. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yes, give it to me. Oh, what is it? Should I explain it? Yeah, because I actually legitimately forgot. It's been okay. too long. Let me see if I remember. I seem to recall a one to three rating scale. Okay, one to three. That's simple. You might think, hey, number one, that's usually a good thing. Mm. No, no, no. Mm. One, not so great. Oh. Two, good. Three, great. I know what you're thinking, so just shut up. You're thinking that's not enough options. We got you covered. Let's say it's a little better than a one, not quite a two. Give mm-hmm. it a one plus. You could give something a, th- a three minus. Yeah, I might. Now I got a little secret for time. you. Okay, <laughs> a secret for me? <laughs> oh, it's funny that you say it that way. <laughs> because if you think that something's really the, the bee's knees, yeah, you could give it the secret for it. I'm going to give this a one plus. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one coming. <laughs> it deserves it deserves the plus because it is well written and I like her and she did the best she could with this book. But it the you there was no winning with this book from the start. I forgot there's one quote I wanted to read. Okay, good. This is talking about Cardinal carving one of his little trinkets. Mm. Taking out his knife, he began to clean off the bark and get to the creamy wood inside. No. So I don't never like mind, that. it's a four. <laughs> it's a secret four. <laughs> Because <laughs> because of describing the wood as creamy. <laughs> Got your creamy wood right here. And then uh, a couple paragraphs later, 
the stone of a building is described as creamy as well. So no, okay, that's not okay. So that's, creamy not, stone and creamy wood in this book. That's not like secret fourth. And we bash Zahn for saying interesting too much. That's yeah. a pretty common word. Creamy, creamy is a word that things... you can easily go through an entire book without using even once. Yeah. Especially with things that are decidedly not creamy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like wood. Like wood and stones. Now, what was the insult that she t- she told someone to sit on <sighs> something? Ooh, okay, so there's this old grumpy grandma character oh. in this book. Is it the librarian from Attack of the Clones? <laughs> she acts a lot like her. Oh. Jocasta New, thank you, is her name. Say I'll never her say her full name. Um... But she tells someone to go sit on a spire and spin as an insult. <laughs> now, what are people who... That's pretty good, by the way. What are people who go to Galaxy's Edge who aren't nerds like us Yeah, supposed to think when they see Vi Marati walking around the park? They're going to be like, who is that? They'll think it's someone dressed up. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they won't know. Because like, if it's Kylo Ren and then someone that most people have never heard of, yeah, they'll like, I would that. be excited because I like Vi. But mm-hmm. The only way you would know what Vi looks like is if you buy this book and you see her on the cover. Like, yeah, she's, not true, even, she's not even on the cover of Phasma. Right. She's only Good on the point. cover of this book. So that's yeah. the only way you would know her. <laughs> How so, weird. Anyway. I hope I hope Vi shows up in more things. She's a good character, and I don't want to ever talk about this book again. Someone <laughs> else, someone else, start talking now. Jasmine, <laughs> talk about something. No, I went to sleep. <laughs> so did I. And I was at work <laughs> while I was listening to this. I got fired. I think she meant while you were talking. Oh. Yeah. 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 Well, now my feelings are hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to reiterate that your feelings should be hurt. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do you have anything to add? <laughs> Anything you want to talk about? We're just talking about things in this book, or in this episode. I don't know anything about the book except everything Riley just said. What yeah. about things that are not the book that you want to talk about? I want wine. That's what I want. <laughs> well, Oga's Cantina, you can get oh. a nice Corellian wine for now. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> probably, though. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about something. I mean, because I could talk about the third Aftermath book, but we still want to do an Aftermath episode. We want to do it, yeah. I want to save it. Suffice to say... Uh, <laughs> let me try that again. Suffice, suffice to say. Suffice it to say, it's great. It might be my favorite Star Wars book I've ever read in the oh. new canon. The last one? Yeah, Empire's, Empire's End. End. It's really good. And that, I do think, is a great example of... Um, really cool world building that got me I mean that entire trilogy is great at giving you all of these I don't think we've talked about in a while snapshots of the galaxy (laughs) and like um, but also having a really compelling story that feels like Star Wars and it will also other than Luke of course like have the you know people like Wedge and Han and Leia in key roles in the story Um, I loved it and the cast of like the, the Aftermath crew I really hope that they can continue once the movies are done and there can just be books that are just yeah. for book's great. sake. Set like, between six and seven. Yeah, like crew. how great would it be to just have a, a fun story about Sinjir? That crew is fantastic. I love Sinjir. It's a great crew. Sinjir is probably my favorite character from the Aftermath series. Yeah, he's, you he's my read favorite. It, you, no, oh, I have gotta not. Read it. Sinjir's read really it. great. You have my books. I know. Don't you? I do. Read them. Okay. I also really like... Um, in the first one, I really like the depiction of Wedge just getting yeah. the crap beat out of him the entire time. You, you remember when that? You probably die. don't, but that was a controversy when it first came out. Everything's a controversy. Everything about that book it was is. controversial. It, it was, but like 
Because Wedge in Legends yeah. was a legend. Right. And, like, was always the best. And in the Rogue Squadron books, he was always, like, a great pilot, a great leader, and nothing. Like, he was always on top of everything. And then the very first, like, new canon book comes out, and Wedge is just, like, he, he's not incompetent, but he's just so out of his league in, yeah. in most of that book that it's crazy. See, I liked it because it felt like Die Hard yeah. with Wedge. Like, yeah. it just felt like he was just constantly, like, struggling to stay alive and, like, had to be clever about how to it, survive. It took me a second to get used to it because I was so used to old Wedge. Yeah. But I do I do like it, and um, they kept a lot of personality characteristics that he had from Legends. Like I agree, he's, yeah. He's always been very bad with women, and that yeah. trend continues. <laughs> that does continue. Like down to the 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 part where like he falls in love with someone and then it turns out their husband's still alive. Like I think that happened. That in literally happens. Too. That's amazing. So it's just like that. He's always had that. He's always had bad luck in the romance department. <laughs> the second one might actually be my favorite. That's the one where they uh, like the liberation of Kashyyyk. It's life debt, right? Life debt. Yeah, that's a really because that one has a lot of Han in it. Which a lot of Han and the Han and yeah. Chewy stuff is like really good. Yeah, the that's the one where you find out where Leia finds out that she's pregnant. And boy, is it handled better than that New Jedi Order book we just read. <laughs> it's like one of the most beautiful passages of a Star yeah. Wars book, like where she like kind of taps into like she can kind of almost foresee like Ben's life, and she sees all of this light mixed with this uncertain darkness. And it's just really, really <laughs> great. And then you just have like Mara, <laughs> like thinking <laughs> that she has a tumor her, and almost yeah. killing it, and then yeah. thinking. Pregnant, <laughs> pregnant, pregnant. <laughs> um, so that I, I loved the aftermath trilogy, but uh, I'll tell you what else I liked that I experienced recently: the story of Battlefront Two, the video game. Oh my yeah, god, this is bad. This is, so this is our bad takes episode. No, no, I still have a bad one. I have plenty. I have yeah, no shortage. True. Um, so I got this game on sale. Actually, it might have been for free. I think it might have been the PlayStation Plus free mm. game or whatever. So I did not pay $60 for it. And I also did not get it at launch. I mean, that game, we talked about it on our show how much we hated what EA did with that game. It was broken. Mm-hmm. And how they, you know, were so clearly balanced it towards needing to pay money for loot boxes. It was just a scam. So I never played it. Um, but I kept on hearing online that it had actually gotten really good. And there was a lot of interesting fun things about it and i wanted to play something star wars i we just i finished playing uh unleashed i don't think we've ever talked about force unleashed in this show we should do that sometime. yeah you definitely should do that um mm. yeah. <laughs> never done that at all. yeah think. i don't think so um so i was like this has a story mode i'll play that and i we also we read the prequel book inferno mm-hmm. squad which is still one of my favorite new canon books and uh i do think if you didn't read that and then you jumped into Battlefront 2, it would feel a lot less substantial. Because <laughs> a lot of my... I had an immediate attachment going into all of these guys. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, I already love Aiden. I already love Dell. I already love, you know, all these people. And so seeing what happens to them was like, whoa! Right. Um, I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was really <laughs> so entertaining. Weird. So weird. I mean, it's not, like, the most um, cohesive Star Wars story. But Agreed. I was just... I think that we're freaking spoiled these days. We have like the most. It looks like one, it's one of the most beautiful games I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, it's very pretty. Yeah. It, it looks great. amazing. Mm-hmm. It no sounds one, great. No one's ever complained about the graphics or sound in those games. I agree, and I think the acting is really fantastic. Like, who's the bad guy? In, it's in, definitely acting. His name is definitely acting. <laughs> yes, definitely <laughs> acting. No, I'm saying there's definitely acting in the game. So it's definitely. I, I will not go so far as to say it is good. How could you not think? Okay, 
the guy who who's the bad guy from Inferno Squad? Because uh, Del Miko is, is yeah, Del's the is the love interest basically. He's yeah. kind of the dorky guy. You kind of get fooled because you think the other guy's gonna be the love interest, but right? It turns yeah, out to be Del. Um, remember when I said I love this so much, and I yeah, know it's the really characters? great and memorable. I don't, I can't remember his name. I love this guy. This actor that plays him is so good, and uh, he was the dad in something. Yeah, I definitely like recognized him. He's, he like from he's real the life. guy who plays dads. <laughs> yeah, I think he might be my dad. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> that might be why I had such a connection to this game. That could be because my dad was in it. So anyway. Yeah, I, I I think that we're a little spoiled. Like we have this like really polished, great Star Wars game. We just get to like run around incredibly polished Star Wars planets, and there's a story, and it plays really great. And I was just having a good old time. <laughs> I didn't think there was anything to be mad about. I wasn't mad about it. You sound furious. I just think I got bored. I just think it's I did bad. try to play it. Yeah, I just think it was poorly executed. I think it's all over the place. I think that the decision to let you jump into different characters is not good Great. for the cohesion of the story Fine. that they're trying oh. to tell. Yeah. You're like, I'm. it's like, I want to get into Aiden's character and I want to get into her exciting story. And then all of a sudden I'm Han Solo with a beard trying to find a, a data disc. I'm like, I don't oh, care. Oh yeah, the part where it's one of the best parts of the game? Maybe gameplay wise. <laughs> I liked it. Because his star cards Ma- are more exciting than You get Aiden's to walk around Maz's castle and you get to hear people's conversations. Yeah, doesn't that just make you really want like funny? an actual RPG where you could talk to people of course it does yeah. but i liked it for i want a what real game i think this is oh a real game God. no this is an afterthought it I was agree. an afterthought I, of course it is this star was, wars afterthought <laughs> <laughs> this was a reaction to people's reaction to battlefront one yes which was an unfinished game with no single player anything i agree and this was just like we've got to do something in two years real fast i agree i think that's what it was but i thought it was good <laughs> i really enjoyed it well, and i i agree that it's all over the place but it what it reminded me of was aftermath and like the fact that there was a bunch of like disparate interludes but still a, a, a central story so i liked the um i liked the fact that there you know you start out playing as luke skywalker and you're like why is this happening? But then you run into Del Mico and you realize that, oh, like his interaction with Luke Skywalker is what helps him turn against the First Order. That's fun. I hate playing melee characters in Battlefront 2. Ah, you're bad and wrong. It. I hate playing anybody with a Heroes lightsaber Villains is game. the most fun part of that game. Yeah, if I get to play like Boba Fett or Han Solo, but that's a shooter. That game is a shooter and is not made for I melee combat. I kind of agree. Uh, I would agree with that, but I, I still think it's fun. I think that the Heroes Villain stuff is really fun. I think you just need to have higher standards, Jake. I don't, I don't know what's happening. I don't need to have anything. <laughs> you need to. I am a man of simple taste. Maybe you would like Black Spire Outpost the way things are going. <laughs> no, I would not. <laughs> Everything you posted made me viscerally angry. Um, and it was hard to listen to you talk about it. Yeah, quite it's, frankly. Yeah, well, thank you. I fell asleep. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, um, I liked this, and I thought that... Um, I also was just like, oh my god, Luke Skywalker content, son of a gun. Never thought yeah. I'd see the freaking day. Sure, that was nice. It'd be nice if it wasn't 15 minutes of a of an afterthought of a mission and a <laughs> sh- FPS. Why can't we just have fun and enjoy Star Wars? <laughs> no. <laughs> you only, can't make me. I will only enjoy it on my terms. <laughs> Man, I thought we it was stand a good time. amidst my terms, <laughs> not yours. <laughs> I had a good time, and I think that that uh, the dice is that the developers of the game. Yes. Yeah. Somebody said like, if you want a little hint of what's going to happen in Episode Nine, Battlefront Two, I think it's going to be whatever Luke Skywalker took from that Sith 
Observatory from Aftermath. I liked how much it connected to Aftermath. You had the Sentinels, like the mm-hmm. Palpatine Sentinels. Mm-hmm. You had the Sith Observatories. Yeah. How cool is that? You had a bunch of continuity there. And it ties in with all the movies. I was just saying, man, that story group, doing a good job. Yeah, it's a shame. It's bad. <laughs> no, that was good. <laughs> it was good, and you guys are wrong. No, I, here's the thing. Like, If I had paid $60... Because yeah. EA had hyped up a story mode, and I was like, yay, I can't wait for a substantial story mode. And then it was like four hours, and it ends on a weird cliffhanger that's kind of dumb. I think I bought it when it dropped to 30, and I I don't think it was worth the 30 that I spent on yeah. it with the amount of time I've spent playing it. I would agree, but I also, like, after that, I did hop into, like, playing online and stuff, and I, I did I, think it was really fun. I jumped into one Felucia map, like, like a couple weeks ago. Gotta jump just into to, a nice Felucia Just to map. see how pretty Felucia is. And turns out, it's very pretty. It, it's really good. <laughs> also turns out, I still have to play Battlefront 2 to see it, so I wasn't interested. <laughs> Weak. I think that just, like, the mechanics of that game are really smooth and satisfying. It's, yeah, it's a good shooter. Yeah. I don't I normally... playing against people. I don't like people. I don't normally games. like... I don't want people in my video games. I don't normally like any kind of shooter, so I think that, like, my standards are probably the worst yeah. of anybody. So I was just like... Wow, I can shoot stuff. This is new for me because I play like <laughs> platformers all the time. Right. So I was just like thrilled by the very concept of shooting things. <laughs> you guys play Doom? <laughs> you heard about this game, Doom 64? <laughs> 64. That's the one. Uh, anyway. Uh, anyway. So that was honestly like I, I really did enjoy that and I thought like, I was impressed at how polished it was. <laughs> Jasmine's yawn. <laughs> I'm very happy to hear that you enjoyed it. I'm very happy for you that you enjoyed Thanks. this game, Jake. Thanks. Yeah, congratulations. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Did I sound sufficiently condescending there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I picked up on it over here. <laughs> Loud and clear. Uh, Jasmine, well, you got anything you want to talk about? You got to talk about you something. You got to talk about something. Make up a game you played. That oh, was Star Wars. That was Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you've never said about an old book you've read? Talk about Legends book. I don't care. Oh, my God. Why are We're you talk- springing this on me right now? <laughs> We've literally been talking about this episode for a I month. I know. <laughs> and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, I guess that's um, it. I guess that's it. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about Asajj Ventress? I freaking love her. Cool. She's great. Yeah. Excited about Clone She's Wars. She's dead, though, died. so I'm mad. That's true. And that's one of my least favorite things She's to dead in a canon book, right? Yep, burst. What one? The Lost Dis- Disciple? Dark Disciple? Dark Disciple. Okay. That no one's read except for me, and it's fantastic. Isaac read it. <laughs> but yep. he was on the show when he read it, so. No, but he did not say he liked benefit. it, though. Didn't he like it? I think he yeah, did. He did. Yeah, he yeah. did. It was great. It's fantastic, and everyone should read it, and we should talk about it. All right. I'll talk about that one. I won't yawn. Yeah, sure. We'll talk will. about it now. <laughs> no, read it. <laughs> Speaking of Ventress, hey, hey guys, Dooku, um, <laughs> 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 Jedi Lost, not very good. I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Since I, we're talking about like months old things that we've done that we're now getting around see, to. See, all I can talk about is the Amidala book, and mm. we're going to talk about that later. So, Are we? Are we talking about that today, or should you just talk about it? I'm only like halfway through it, but I really don't want to finish it. <laughs> so we're not talking about that <laughs> We're going to talk about today. it now. Oh. If you don't want to finish it. I don't want to finish it. it so you don't feels like it. Not, it's, 
it would be a good Clone Wars episode mm-hmm. or a good couple Clone Wars yeah, like episodes. A, like an arc in Clone yeah. Wars. Yeah. I, I would agree. But I think reading it is just kind of a slog. It's not like thrilling. Nah, there's no, a, it's there's not some, a thrilling book. There's some really interesting things like when it's I describing um, like Padme and all her handmaidens like doing like quick changes and stuff. That and, stuff is and good. Yeah. Trying to like fool people and robots and stuff. Those are cool. I, I but, think I liked it so much is be- because it was a... Uh, it was a huge change of pace for Star Wars books. Yeah. And stylistically, it was just like, I thought it was really well written. I agree. It was, inter- like it was interested in being It was good. Well-written. And I'm trying to listen to it right now. And it's yeah. it's read by the, the actress, actress that plays from Clone Wars. Yeah, Amidala. which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. And Mission. She does the voice for Mission Veo in oh, I uh, forget about that. KOTOR. And yeah. Mark and. Thompson makes a guest appearance. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> <thankfully. laughs> I think it's Amidala a, changed her clothes. <laughs> I wouldn't describe it as like a. Uh, it's not exciting or thrilling, but no. I thought it was a very. It's nice I saw a walk in the Star Wars park. Yeah, it yeah. It, it was very world building, especially mm-hmm. for like the politics of Star Wars. Like yeah. Amidala in her first year as a senator was really fun to go through that. Like the the ways that people yeah. were, you know, just your standard yeah. s- scheming. <sighs> gross politician stuff and the things yeah. she had to come up against. I really enjoyed all of that. And she she just like feels bad like over everything that she, like she votes for, like if it's yeah. slightly like I don't know. She I don't know. She's she's pretty cute, but it's also it's also <laughs> the one thing we've gotten that really kind of tries to tackle slavery in Star Wars head mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And I did like that stuff too. It was interesting. Well, one thing I really liked about that book um, was that I felt like it thematically tied in a lot with uh, Claudia Gray's Leia book, mm, like the which arc. I not read, but yeah. the arc that Leia goes on is almost exactly the same arc. Oh, goody! I'm so excited. Amidala goes through <laughs> because you know it's like going from um, just like a nobody to a princess. Yeah, and she has to learn the new political system, and she also goes on a whole thing to free slaves on whatever the planet is in Rogue One. Look, I'm sure they're great, wonderfully well-written books. I'm just so starved for good Star Wars content right now that that's not exactly the kind of content. Good books aren't the content you want? I'm not interested in good books right now. Jasmine <laughs> yeah. 2019. Yeah. <laughs> I know Much. what you mean because it is not like Star Wars. Yeah. No, those are not no, Those no, are no. not like a Star Wars adventure. They are the KOTOR 2 of books and not the KOTOR 1 of books. <laughs> wow. Like, no, seriously, like KOTOR, and I'm not talking about quality. I'm just talking about... KOTOR 2 is more introspective. It's a different way to approach a Star Wars story. And KOTOR is like, here's a Star Wars adventure. And you're saying you want a Star Wars adventure. I'm just disagreeing that KOTOR 2 is not a Star Wars adventure. KOTOR 2 is a Star Wars adventure as well. It is, but it's not too concerned with being a Star Wars adventure. You know what that reminds me of is this game I played Battlefront. (laughs) (laughs) Like one of the big boss fights in the beginning of KOTOR 2 is a conversation with a droid. Like that's not like that's not what Kotor one did. Kotor one threw a boss fight. Do we need to talk about Kotor and Kotor two again? Someday? Boss fight. We might need to. Do, ooh, boss fight. I heard that. It's good. Yeah. Thank you. Let's talk about Kotor one <laughs> and two again someday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Someday. Someday. Okay. Maybe today. Maybe. Maybe. Someday. Anyway. Um. So. It's been like an hour. Just saying. Yeah. More. Well, it's been way more than an yeah. hour. Probably. Yes, we did it. We did it. Oh, I I did this one. Um. That's it. Delilah, I'm sorry if you're listening. I think you're great, and I can't wait for your third book. Please don't let them make you write 
another tie-in <laughs> thing. Yeah, they really made her write it. Well, she probably didn't have much of an option. Again, yeah, you can't really like, say no to that. Yeah, you can't really say no. Um, but anyway, this has been Grand Moff Talkin, delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars French saga tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious and soothing voices of your hosts, Riley, Jake, uh. and Jasmine. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing there. That was terrible. Bye. <laughs> Bye. That's my imitation of Savage. <laughs> when he goes to find Darth Maul. Brother! Brother. That, that's actually not bad. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> it's not gonna be good. We need a cough button. We do need a cough button. I need a starburst. You need a starburst button. Starburst button. What if there was a starburst button where you hit it and one just drops from the ceiling into your hand? I think that's a commercial. I was literally about to say, I think that's a commercial already. Oh, I should. I should be a It might have been for Skittles, though. No. Oh, that sounds like Skittles. Skittles commercials are gross. They are always like, what if somebody's entire body was covered in yeah. Skittles and they ate part of their That's body? That's not what appeals to me with Skittles. <laughs> the appeal of a Skittle is that it's not attached to someone's body and I can eat it. That's the appeal of That's a Skittle. That's the main appeal. Yeah. <laughs> when we did our Discord a couple weeks ago, I used this mic for the first time. And usually I have to like go back in and... Um, like do the noise cancellation and stuff because those cheap microphones just oh, would yeah. like pick up all kinds of background noise and they're not very good. Didn't have to do anything like that. These just wow. sound like great out of the gate, as I like to say. Lock the gates. Lock the gates. Mark Marin. Lock them. <laughs> lock them. Lock them. Sock them. Robots. Lock them. Stock them. And smoking ba- two smoking barrels. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a movie, Lock, Stock, and Smoking Barrel? I don't know about that last part. Lock, think. Stock, and Smoking Barrels? I think. Lock, Stock, and Smoking Aces? It's one of those... No. <laughs> smoking Aces is a movie. Oh. <laughs> I was just making a pun on a movie that might not be real. It's like a it's like a British Guy Ritchie movie. You know, one of those oh, Guy Ritchie joints. Right. Oh, boy. Like Aladdin. Like Aladdin. <laughs> just like Aladdin. <laughs> That's the weirdest director you could have chosen to direct. And Aladdin. everything I've seen from that looks like the flattest. It does not look like a Guy Ritchie movie at no. all. No. Why hire Guy Ritchie if you're just going to make a generic dumb movie? Like, I. I Why, mean, Jasmine? Yeah. Why? <laughs> you know what we're talking about. You know Guy Ritchie. <laughs> uh huh. I, like, I, I don't think I'm the biggest Guy Ritchie fan in the world, but I no. always, like, think his movies are fun to look yeah. at. There, there's always fun action. You, and every, have you seen the Sherlock movies with Robert Downey Jr.? No. Okay. Oh. Then maybe good. you haven't seen a Guy Ritchie movie. Probably not. Those Probably are not. fun. I films. forgot. You, you don't watch movies. I don't watch movies. I forgot. I only watch Star Wars movies, basically. It seems like every day you're like, oh, I'm watching Phantom Menace again. I know. Oh, I'm watching Solo today. <laughs> I, well, yeah. <laughs> every See, time I, think, I try to enjoy something new, I'm like, but wouldn't I be more comforted by something I What if I, I watched already... Rogue One? <laughs> yeah, that's the one I never watched. Really? Because it's just too sad. It is very sad. 
I uh, probably out of the three of us, I bet I watch Star Wars movies the least. I don't know. I don't watch it that often. I don't either. I just rewatched Making a Murderer over and over and over. <laughs> I saw that you tweeted that. <laughs> I watched it like numerous times when it first came out, but then I never watched the second season. What? I know. Christine's still it. mad at me for that. What show are you talking Go about? Go watch it. Making a Murderer. Oh. I was, I was happy with once. That show made me too angry. It made me angry, and then I cracked the case, and <laughs> now I'm happy. <laughs> oh, I was on the Reddit when it first came out. Oh, God. Everyone was trying to crack the case. It's the brother. It's always it the brother. It is the brother. It actually might be the brother. It's 100% the brother. might actually be the brother. <laughs> and did you, see, did you see they got a confession out of somebody, and they're making a third season called Convicting a Murder, but it's not by the same people. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I don't understand how you save the reveal of somebody's murder confession for a show. Like, I feel like that should just be public record. I'm getting all of my, um, I'm getting all of my murder shows mixed up. Is this the one where he had, it was like the older guy and they said he worked with the younger guy and they like, it was like his nephew or something. Nephew, yeah. Yeah. That's making a murder. And then, so are you talking about, you're talking about the murder victim's brother, right? Yeah. The brother starts talking about grieving her death before you even know she's dead. Classic rookie mm. mistake. It literally wow. is. I've listened to too many crime podcasts to know that's a rookie mistake. <laughs> I've listened to too many crime podcasts where they don't reveal the killer. <laughs> Welcome to our blooper section where we talk about a five-year-old show <laughs> making a murderer. On Netflix now while I'm chewing still this Still on Netflix now. Still on Netflix now. <laughs> Netflix original series still on Netflix. Jasmine, do you have any books you want to talk oh, about? Oh, we were talking. We were all taking it. Yeah, because I don't want to spend a whole episode talking about Black Spire. Have you read any crapping on it? Um, oh, we were going to do Queen's Shadow too. Maybe did you read that? Probably not. No, you don't do anything for this I'm podcast. I'm like halfway Jake. through that. I know. One. <laughs> I just assumed other people would do it, and I could just show up and coast. Uh, okay. Well, welcome to Grandma Talking, delicately curated, long form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic.